Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I am your host, Matthew Roberts, and this is Series 2, Episode 118 of this podcast. Please forgive me for the previous podcast where I I did say in the podcast it was Series 2, Episode 117, but for some reason in the, in the description I wrote 177. Uh, so we suddenly jumped 60-odd episodes, so please forgive that. There was a... but you aren't missing anything. Uh, it was just me just for some reason, being in a rush and typing it in wrong. So in this podcast today, on Monday, we're going to uh, have a look at the Bicentennial Proclamation to the World about the restoration of the fullness of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we are going to conclude with that uh, document today. So this is the third episode. And if you have missed the previous two, then if you just scroll back in in the list of the podcast episodes, it will be there. well, they will be there, the two, the two previous episodes, and this episode will conclude our Restoration Proclamation Trilogy, I'm starting to call it now. So, we're beginning from the paragraph that starts, 200 years have now elapsed since this restoration was initiated. Um, and that's an important point, that this restoration has been initiated. It didn't happen 200 years ago, it began 200 years ago. And that is the clear message that is... Uh, kind of pushed towards the end of this proclamation now. Up to this point, we have pointed out the number of times and the key focus on the Saviour, Jesus Christ. But now, um, it seems to have a different focus at the end, which I found interesting. Um, It says in the next paragraph, we gladly declare that the promised restoration goes forward through continuing revelation. The earth will never be the same as God will gather together in in one all things in Christ powerful uh, prophecy that the thing things will never be the same uh, which you know is particularly interesting today uh, co- considering things are very different and not quite the same as they have always been right now but uh, in first nephi 15:11 i think it um summarizes this very well do you not remember the things which the lord have said if you will not harden your heart and ask me in faith believing that you shall receive with diligence in keeping my commandments surely these things shall be made known unto you as Nephi says to his brothers here, we all have the ability and the potential and the, you know, the the right, well, not, not the right, but I guess just, you know, the promise that we will learn of things of the Lord if we just ask. Uh, but that's the thing, we, we simply just have to ask to be able to get it. This was said uh, by Barbara Thompson, uh, who is uh, the second counselor in the Relief Society General Presidency uh, in a talk called Personal Revelation and Testimony. Um, she said, quote, the way to receive personal revelation is really quite clear. We need to desire to receive revelation. We must not harden our hearts. And then we need to ask in faith, truly believe that we will receive an answer and then diligently keep the commandments of God. Following this pattern does not mean that every time we ask a question of God, the answer will immediately appear with every detail of what to do. However, it does mean that if we diligently keep the commandments and ask in faith, answers will come in the Lord's own way and in his time, close quote. Um, you know, we, we all have this um, ability to receive revelation and the restoration will continue through continuing revelation. But of, of course, we have a right to that. Now, the last paragraph I want to split into three because the three really important points that I want to pick up from this. It says, we reverence and gratitude with, sorry, with reverence and gratitude, we as his apostles invite all to know as we do that the heavens are open. So it's a powerful statement that apostles of the Lord have given this um, proclamation 
they are stating that they know that the heavens are open. And this reminded me of um, Elder Quentin L. Cook's talk in the pre previous General Conference, April 2020, in a talk called The Blessing of Continuing Revelation to Prophets and Personal Revelation to Guide Our Lives. He said this, quote, I assure you that revelatory guidance can be, can be received by each of us as we humbly labour in the Lord's vineyard. Most of our guidance comes from the Holy Ghost. Sometimes, and for purposes, and for some purposes, it comes directly from the Lord. I personally testify that this is true. Guidance for the church as a whole comes to the president and prophet of the church. Close quote. Now, I remember him saying this, and there being quite a bit of uh, excitement and intrigue over this statement, that, you know, Elder Quentin L. Cook has personally testifies that, that, that revelation sometimes comes directly from the Lord. Uh, and, you know, just what that means, I'm not sure. I'm not saying that he is saying that he has seen Christ, but, um, you know, he is a special witness of the Saviour, and he is powerfully testifying that the Lord himself will reveal, will reveal things to us for certain purposes and at certain times. So that's certainly interesting. But, uh, you know, this is something which we need to understand, that this revelation, whether it's through the Spirit or from the Lord himself, is available to us all. It continues, we affirm that God is making known his will for his beloved sons and daughters. We testify that those who prayerfully study the message of the restoration and act in faith will be blessed to gain their own witness of its divinity. Uh, I like this because um, clearly Elder Bednar is there. I mean, well, in using the phrase act in faith, uh, it seems to be one of his favourites. And in fact, in April 2011, in a talk called The Spirit of Revelation, Elder David A. Bednar said this, quote, the spirit of revelation is available to every person who receives by proper priesthood authority the saving ordinances of baptism by immersion of the, for the remission of sins and the laying on of hands for the gift of the Holy Ghost, and who is acting in faith to fulfill the priesthood injunction to receive the Holy Ghost. This blessing is not restricted to the presiding authorities of the church. Rather, it belongs to and should be operative in the life of every man, woman and child who reaches the age of accountability and enters into sacred covenants. Sincere desire and worthiness invite the spirit of revelation into our lives. Close quote. So again, we have the ability to prayerfully and, and receive a witness of the restoration and its truthfulness as we act in faith and seek it. Um... That sentence then continues and says, and of its purpose to prepare the world for the promised second coming of our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. Now, I made a note uh, to kind of look at the frequency of the phrase second coming in the re in recent general conferences, uh, because I certainly uh, noticed a huge amount of times that this phrase was mentioned. When you um, search that exact phrase in the general conferences, and I only looked back to um, 2007, so I mean, it may have changed uh, in years before that, but I've kind of looked over the past 13-ish years of general conferences. And in the last two general conferences, uh, in the last one, it was say, stated 10 times, and in the one before that, in October 2019, it was stated 20, um, 15 times. But then when you look at all the general conferences previous to that, it, there's kind of a range between one to five times that the phrase second coming is used, giving you an average of two to three times. There is one exception. I believe it was April 2011 or October 2011, uh, where one member of the, one, one 
you know, speaker said the state statement second coming eight times, uh, but that was because you know his talk was on the second coming, and also um, it was the only talk that mentioned it in that entire conference. So that just kind of shows you know how little it was being said generally. So you know, an average of two to three times usually in each conference, the phrase second coming is used. In the past two, ten and fifteen times. Now, again, I don't know if there is a pattern to that. Um, you'll remember if you've been uh, sticking with this podcast for a, a bit longer, when I talked about the general conference last time, the phrase covenant path was a clear, you know, highlight uh, in that conference. But it seems to have gone very quiet now with that phrase and second coming seems to be, spe- speak- seems to be speaking, speaking, spoken about quite a lot. Now, again, I'm not, uh, you know, similar to Elder Cook's comments, I'm not going to Uh, speculate over what that means. I'm not going to say that that means the second coming is, you know, in the next year or whatever. But what I am saying is that there is a clear message that is trying to come through here about being prepared for that time. And this proclamation of the restoration is just yet another uh, witness and evidence that we have that the Lord's work is moving forward at pace. And, you know, there is a need for the world to know of this restoration and its continuous blessings in our lives. So I hope you've enjoyed this uh, study of the proclamation uh, to the world about the the, re- the restoration of the restored gospel. Uh, please do share it. I'd love to for, to have others uh, to have others hear it, and then they can share their own thoughts. Please share your thoughts at the Facebook group Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me. I'd love to hear your thoughts and what you think about this historic uh, proclamation. Thank you for listening, and until we meet again. <laughs>